اشتقنا يا رمضان اشتقنا باقيكم يوم على موعدنا اشتقنا يا رمضان اشتقنا باقيكم يوم على موعدنا يا مدير قروبي اعزمنا على لقمه هنيه وفرحنا يا مدير قروبي اعزمنا على لقمه هنيه وفرحنا يا حلو اشتقنا والله اشتقنا يا حلو اشتقنا والله اشتقنا اللهم بلغنا Welcome to the first episode of One or Three Dates. This episode is sponsored by Ramadan and Juliet. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Abuan Chronicles podcast. This is Ikran here, and today I'm with uh, one of our co-hosts. It's Sahra, long time no see. I have been in a lot of episodes lately. Um <laughs> Much apologies, but I'm back, back at it again. And for this episode, we actually have a very, very special guest. Her name is Khadija. Khadija, you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. My name is Khadija Thomas, and I am from Texas. Welcome, welcome. We have Khadija here with us to talk to us a bit about her business, how it like came to be, a bit about herself. Um, yeah. So tell us about you, your business and all of that please yes okay so um to start with the name of my company is ramadan and juliet yes like romeo and juliet ramadan <laughs> i love and juliet. the name play the, the the word play it's amazing thank you yeah i wanted something that was going to be really catchy that you wouldn't forget it'll be hard to forget it so i just i went through a, a series of names and one night i was sitting on the couch watching tv me and my husband and then I don't know. Ramadan and Juliet just came in my mind. I thought about Romeo and Juliet, and then I said Ramadan and Juliet, so it stuck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Beautiful, I love it. Thank you. But so, needless to say, my company is about Ramadan, and I sell Ramadan and Eid decorations. Right now, I'm launching a line of banners, and it's open to to U.S. and to Canada for sales. That's amazing. So if anyone follows us on Instagram, you would have seen us doing the giveaway that we were collaborating with Khadija here. So how did that happen? So like, did you just did you already plan to kind of start a Ramadan company? Or did you think of the name first and then think to create it? So what was the thought process behind Mm -hmm. that? So no, I, I didn't I didn't have any intentions of doing it prior to two years ago. The backstory to this is I come from a really big family. I have a whole bunch of siblings, a whole bunch of nieces and nephews. I have seven sisters and I have five brothers. So you can imagine Eid and Ramadan has always been pretty live in our household. Mm-hmm, that's the best. <laughs> yes. So um, it's always been special to us. Like my mom, she went out of her way every year to make sure like, you know, Eid was like a huge deal to us. And Ramadan has always been a huge deal. So we like, hi- they hyped it up. Like we're going to Tarawih every night. Like we're excited about the food that we're going to eat. Like we were little kids excited to pray, you know, <laughs> little kids, you know. And um, so it's just it's just always been something that's deeply connected to my heart and to my spirit. So fast forward, we're all adults now. I have like 25 nieces and nephews now. And mashallah. So we have all these like we have a celebration every year for Eid, the first Eid. So we all live in one of my sisters lives in Toronto. Hey, Sophie. But um, yeah, so we have a celebration at the end of the first Eid every year 
prior to COVID and we all, we pick a house and then we come together and we bring all of our kids and our spouses and we stay there for like three, four days and we do this annually. So it's like one huge party. Like we have pinatas, we have a pool, like, and we pick a different city usually every year to do it in. So yeah, I'm so jealous. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that sounds so amazing. You're saying this and I'm like, this is so amazing. I'm like, oh my God, sorry. Keep going. Thank you. It's really exciting. I'm just, I'm missing them thinking about it, you know? But um, yeah. so needless to say, like, it's huge. It's special to us. Like, it's, it's, a fa- it's family traditions. But every year, like me, my sisters, we find ourselves running to the dollar store, going to Dollar Tree, going to like other, you know, Party City, Walmart, looking for stuff to decorate. And I'm like, we don't have like Ramadan like decorations that I can just pick up and put on the wall. Like, I don't want to have to create things every year. And that's what I've been having to do. So I thought about it. Another year came around. And that year, one of my sisters went into labor while we were at the Eid house. And I'm like, oh, this I'm tired. I'm tired. So we have to make streamers. I'm like, no, I'm going to I'm going to start a business. So that's how I started. I was like, I need this to be easy. We have like 25 kids to watch. We don't have time to make decorations every year. So that was the inspiration behind the business is just to make it easier for myself, for my family and for people like us who, who do celebrate Ramadan and who do celebrate Eid every year and just make it easy. But I also wanted it to be beautiful. So that's how I started really leaning into like the feminine side of it. Like I have a lot of roses incorporated into my decorations, cut like bright, bold colors. Like I didn't want to be safe. I wanted to be when you put it on the wall, it's like a piece of art. So that's how we got here. No more DIYs, you know? <laughs> like, how did how was the business in the beginning? Did you feel like it was a lot more difficult than you thought it was going to be? Or did it go a lot more smoother? Oh, boy. Well, so in the beginning, it, I just started drawing. That's what I did. I didn't know how I was going to, like, bring it to life. I just pulled out paper. I have a knack for drawing naturally. So I just start drawing. And I start drawing roses mm-hmm. and flowers that I love. And then I start thinking about, okay, what do I want the banners to look like? So it, it took work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took work. It's, it's not an easy process, but I, yeah. I drew stuff, threw it away. Drew stuff, came back, left it, came back to it. So the process was long, but I would say it was fun. Although it is a lot of work. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot of work from like inception till where we are right now. It's a lot of work, but I feel like it's some of the best work that I've ever done, honestly, in my life. So it's rewarding, but it is a lot of work because I was starting from scratch. Like I've never owned a business. I don't know the the legality behind it. I don't know, like, you know, with printing, all this kind of stuff. I don't know. I didn't know any of that. And I had to teach myself. I had to learn. And I also had to reach out for people who were already doing businesses and reach out for like proper resources. So, yeah, it was work. Can't be easy. But like, alhamdulillah, you, you managed to do it. You launched your business. Alhamdulillah. And inshallah, you get the reward as well for getting, you know, not only is it just a business, but inshallah, means of getting reward, right? Getting people into that Ramadan spirit. Inshallah. Yeah, I hope so. I'm, I'm excited. I hope that, you know, I know there's a lot of people who decorate, who want to decorate. Um, 
Party City is like, you know, one of my loves right now because they're the only company that started carrying Ramadan decorations. Um, they, they weren't typically, they weren't necessarily ones that I wanted for my home, but the fact that they had something in there, um, it was, you know, I was, I was grateful for it. But every year, like before Ramadan starts, Party City is next door to my house. You can't find anything in there because it's sold out. So that tells me the need is there. Like people want decorations, you know? So alhamdulillah, I'm just happy to be able to provide something in the market that, you know, people would be able to access and people for people who are looking for stuff like how my decorations look. I love it. And I think what's so great about it, too, is like people want to support Muslim people who are doing this work. And on top of that, you know, black Muslim people who are doing this work. So, you know, instead of kind of going to like big stores, being able to support local business owners, small business owners. So I think, you know, I love that you're doing this and it's really inspiring. And I hope, you. you know, anyone who's looking to decorate their home, uh, within Canada and U.S. <laughs> uh, purchase yes. from Ramadan and Juliet. We're waiting across the pond. <laughs> yes, inshallah, inshallah. Long-term goals. You know, it's so funny because, like, ever since, because we started selling merch, like, recently, that that's, like, the first time where we ever, like, started noticing, like, how expensive it is to ship. Like, doing international mm-hmm. shipping is not easy. And, like, it even local shipping is, like, really it's so expensive to ship things out and like i think now i'm Super. more like now that i know how that works i'm more understanding of shipping rates because yes. other like if shipping is cheap then that means the person who's selling it is taking a cut like they're taking a hit there's no way that shipping yes. is that cheap unless they have a really i don't know what kind of magical deals they got going on i but know they must own the shipping company <laughs> literally <laughs> because there's no way you're yeah. shipping like if you're doing free shipping, then they're covering the shipping. Like, it's oh, yeah. just, like, it's very it's very hard. So, like, it makes sense why you're trying to stick to, like, Canada and U.S. Inshallah, you know, you reach the point where international. But mm-hmm. I think, damn, people, I don't think people know how crazy it is to ship internationally. Yeah. It's, like, a, they make a lot of money off that. But, um, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, um, yeah, it's very expensive. It, it, it can drive up the cost of everything, yeah. In a business, yeah. super expensive. You're literally, t- you're taking a loss at some point. Like, if mm-hmm. you're doing international, you're not even making money anymore. It's Yeah, it cuts into any profits that you would be making. <laughs> Decorating at home is not only for, you know, big families. I feel like a, lo- a lot of our single, you know, living at home alone type of people mm-hmm. can still, like, decorate their house. I'm not going to lie. I feel like when Absolutely. you're alone... It just feels so empty, even though it's Ramadan. It just doesn't feel like it's Ramadan. You just come home, sleep, and you wake up as if it's So I feel like also like with decorating, you feel a lot more, you know, in tuned uh, in the month, I say, or even like during Eid and all the other stuff. I agree. Days. You're right, because I remember, you know, when I was in college. I mean, I'm from Texas, but I went to college in DC. H U stand yes. up. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so I was there and I was there by myself. I didn't have any family, any family in D.C. And, you know, y'all heard what I'm used to. Like, I have all these siblings and stuff. I'm used to all that. These people around me that I love. It was a hard transition. And I remember my first Eid in college. I was miserable. Like, I was crying, literally crying because I was like, it just doesn't feel celebratory. But the Eid after that, I made it my business to be celebratory. Like we had like a huge party. Like I made a community. We were single people. We had like a whole party at our house. We decorated. So you can, you can, you know, it's decorating is for everyone. It's, it's to make your Ramadan special. It's really about you. And I actually got a message from um, 
one late one girl who's in college she's she's going to berkeley actually right now and she's there on campus and she she purchased one of the banners and she sent me a message and she said you know i want to let you know that typically like i'm home with my family celebrating ramadan and that's so special to me and she Mm -hmm. was like but since i've been here for the past couple of years like i just feel so sad all the time because I'm here at college but she was like this year when I saw your banners like it inspired me I was like I'm gonna decorate my house like I'm gonna I'm gonna decorate my dorm room like I'm not gonna just act like an Ramadan it's just something that's gonna pass so she bought a banner and she's planning to decorate and make it like her home you know for Ramadan so it's for everybody you know even guys yeah like well I I think like because I and Sahara can speak to this as well, but we grew up in the Middle East. So mm-hmm. um, from like, uh, I lived there since I was 10 and like all my wow. memories of Ramadan and Eid was in a Muslim country where mm-hmm. you feel the spirit of Ramadan. So even if you're not decorating your home, you feel it. Like you can't avoid it. You go outside, like they have the lanterns, they have everything, like all the lights outside on the streets, mm-hmm. in the stores, you're going to buy food, like all the food like they have the ramadan sale so you know you feel the spirit of ramadan and everyone knows that it's ramadan and like mm-hmm. the streets are empty at thought time so it's like we've never at least for me i've never had to like put an active effort into like creating that ramadan spirit because yes. it was there the whole country is celebrating it, yeah like literally right <laughs> yeah so the whole country is a decoration you're just living in it right yeah and then since i've moved moved back to canada it's mm-hmm. i i do feel it like there's Ramadan just feel because you're going into work too because mm-hmm. in there the culture is completely different. If you're working, uh, you have shorter work work days, right? Mm-hmm. Now that like you're working, you're just going to work. You're coming back. You're exhausted. You don't have time to like give Ramadan the the like what it needs. Yeah, and, like, we don't really decorate. At least for me, like mm-hmm. so like being able to give Ramadan like its due diligence and like kind of right. create that because we're not getting that outside. Mm-hmm. Kind of cr- making your home that space i think is like really important we do that for aid so like mm-hmm. aid where we kind of emphasize that but we, exactly. but i noticed that like we don't do it for ramadan at least again for me is like we don't do the same thing to celebrate the coming of ramadan which i think is like which is so important mm-hmm. subhanallah because it's third like aid is for three days ramadan is for 29 or 30 days subhanallah mm-hmm. and it's like if you think about it like you this these are memories you're establishing for yourself like it's yeah. memories you're establishing between you and your friends between your kids if you have kids between your spouse like these are memories and these are things that you're, you're gonna traditions you're gonna hopefully carry on and pass down and you want you want I want my kids to be excited about Ramadan like I want them to think about our house like being cleaned and being beautiful and decorated and like you know I want the the spirit to be there and if you if you are missing that then you're missing a lot you know if you're gonna have a party at your house you would you would clean up before it came before the party was there you would make you would make it look nice and it's the same thing ramadan is so special like we have to welcome ramadan properly you know because i feel like personally like i feel like a lot of people kind of what is it like like i feel like they kind of like get distracted over like other things that ramadan let's just say cooking but i feel like if people kind of like i think something that i'm gonna do this year is just decorate it before the like april 12th i think the day of ramadan the beginning of Ramadan, mm-hmm. just to decorate it before that and then kind of relax and like you won't be as stressed. I feel like people kind of have the intention of doing it, but they kind of mm-hmm. like, ah, okay, I can't. Like, and then later on using it for eight. Yeah. And I think you made a good point. And I, I think what also it makes it difficult is because 
things are not ready-made for people exactly. to just pick up and use. So, like, you have to, like, you're, you have limitations, you know? So, inshallah, one day Ramadan and Juliet will be on the stair, on the shelves in Walmart. So, yes. when you go to get your vegetables, <laughs> you can just pick up Ramadan and Juliet and it makes your life easier, you know? It'll be on Party City. It'll be in Michael's, inshallah. It'll be in all of these places that sell decorations normally. So, we can just walk in, grab it, and go. But right now, like, we life is difficult for us when we want to decorate, like, who has who has time if you're studying for exams to make like a bunch of decorations? It's difficult. I think it's usually just that, right? Like people sometimes have the intention, and then once it comes, like it all creeps up on you. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of like, oh, food, and you know, preparing for taraweeh and things like that. But you, we also think about, you know, how like Christmas is like the way. I guess also this has to do with capitalism and how mm-hmm. like they start with Christmas decorations and you know the Christmas spirit months mm-hmm. in advance. Like I mean. Mm-hmm. As early as, I think, right after Halloween, usually, like, November yeah. 1st is, like, the Christmas spirit is already there. Yeah. So, it's, like, you know, maybe if we do something where, you know, we start in advance and we get ourselves prepped because Ramadan mm-hmm. is an amazing month, right? I think the Sahabas used to, like, count down, like, yes. until Ramadan, like, six months before, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if we also are just prepping ourselves like mentally because we often talk about like how to get you know spiritually ready Mm -hmm. and mentally ready but we also need to like physically get ready and get ourselves like it'll help us mentally right like if it does if we have the decorations and it just kind of puts us in a mood because i know when we have eight decorations that's like and we wake up like it's so nice have it there (laughs) so like having that same thing for ramadan and honestly just going back to what you said about your whole family meeting up during AIDS, like, that sounds so amazing. And again, like, the only time I ever hear of those things is, like, in Christmas movies where, like, they all come together for Christmas, you know, like, the yeah. best man holiday. <laughs> like, yeah. things like that where everyone, like, meets up and it's, like, it's, to me, it seems so foreign that. Yeah, alhamdulillah. You know, and that's the beauty of it. Like, it's wide open. We can establish our own, like, traditions. Like, we have a piñata every year. You know why I have that piñata? Because I have a whole bunch of Mexican friends and I'm adopting Mexican culture. Like, his, you know, Mexican culture into, you know, into into our practice. Like, we bust a piñata every year. The kids love it. Candy yeah. is raining down on their head for eat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Funny story, like I uh, saw like a TikTok about a, sto- a local store here in the UK called Morrison. My UK peeps did not jump on me the way I pronounce it. Okay. And they had like, you know how usually Christmas they have these chocolate calendar? So apparently there was a company that did like a, a Ramadan calendar. So for every day you get a little piece of chocolate. And I thought that was so interesting. But look, I felt like, yo, oh, they're okay. finally catching up to a very big business. Like, for one thing I do know about my fellow Muslims is that we will pay money, regardless of what it is. So way, somehow, people are going to put money yes. on the table. Yes, the this, this spending power just in the States alone is, I'm not going to say the numbers, because I'll let you know other people do their research. But Muslims have a lot of spending power. You know, and especially when it comes to, you know, just miscellaneous things that we need. We have a lot of spending power, alhamdulillah. Yeah. And alhamdulillah for that. But yes, who if who wouldn't want access to things that are going to make Ramadan special for their kids, for themselves, for them and their friends? Like, yes, let's do it. Definitely, 100%. So the one thing that, like, I was thinking we could also talk about is, like, how, because, like, we're living in a really different time. This is our second COVID Ramadan so, like, both of you guys can answer this, but how important do you think it is to get into the spirit of Ramadan, especially during this time where oh, we're kind Allah. of more isolated and we're not, 
you know, because before we used to have the sense of community at Tarawih and we may mm-hmm. or may not get that depending on where you live. But yeah. how important do you guys think it is, especially now to kind of immerse ourselves in Ramadan, getting um, into the Ramadan spirit? I mean, subhanAllah, I can't say it enough. It is super, super important. Um, one thing I'm grateful for, I feel like COVID kind of reset things for me last year. So actually, last year's Ramadan was one of the best Ramadans that I've had in years because I was home. I was able to um, like, pr- like I didn't miss one tarawih for every night that I could pray. I didn't miss one last Ramadan. That's mashallah. And that's and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that's the first time I've been able to do that in years, you know, because I, I didn't have like that added stress of like, hosting people at my house, then trying to clean up, then run to the masjid. Like all I had to do was have food, break my fast, pray. I had time, like after after I was done with that with like an hour or two hours to do whatever I needed to to do every night. So it was a blessing and it was a mercy from Allah. And I, I'm grateful to Allah that he gave us this time to kind of sit back and reflect, but um, not but. And um Going into this year, I think things are going to be a little bit more different because restrictions are lifting. So I think it's good to get back into the into the spirit of things um, and consider alternatives. So like having outdoor picnics, for example, in your backyard with your family, just to just to do something different. Or even if you had your friends over, like my girlfriends, we're going to do we're going to do something outdoors in their backyard for Ramadan already. We're planning that, you know, so just something that's COVID safe, but it, it helps with the mood and this for the sake of community and the closeness that you need to have. It does definitely help. Yeah. What about you, Sahara? What do you think? Ooh, I had a totally opposite experience <laughs> of my Ramadan, <laughs> Ramadan last year. Cause I felt like my motivation was the tarawih like i feel like tarawih was the motivation for me but i also feel like these past couple years for me hasn't really been the greatest years for me like spiritually i would say Mm -hmm. so i felt like that ramadan really was like yo what am i doing you know because when you don't hear i feel like ever since i moved out of the uae it was been so hard for me to kind of get back to that groove because I'm so used to hearing the adhan, hearing the, you know, the tarawih prayer. So I took that really for granted because when I came here to the West again, everything was really off for me. Like I couldn't hear anything. You have to look at your watch like, yo, it's time to go. And usually like, I feel like things are really different here. So I realized last year that I really had to put an effort into like, you know, the spirit of Ramadan or like, maybe decorate, cook certain food, kind of have different type of special food to cook to kind of to kind of keep me up and also have like a schedule, like what chapters I want to finish today. Because I felt like if you don't have the, you know, the, exter- the external, you know, support, you should at least have the internal support. I agree. I agree. So you don't realize how much you rely on everything surrounding you to like make you the best version of yourself that you are mm-hmm. until you're removed from that so it's like really mm-hmm. it's definitely like a hard adjustment but yeah. Zara, you better you better get those decorations i in this know year. i need to get <laughs> them in when the Set shipping the comes the tone. i know but the <laughs> thing is like one thing i've also like as a culture shock for me maybe it's like a uk thing it's like a european thing because i haven't really seen or maybe it's just the mosque Because usually I'm used to, like, if it's tarawih, right? Everybody comes there. A lot of people bring stuff from home. And just, like, everybody's sharing their dishes. Maybe that's the way, like, my mosques that I went to in the UAE were doing. 
Like people had like pastries ready or like drinks. I missed that. And they used to bring in everybody sharing and stuff. But when I came here, everybody, nobody was doing that. I kind of felt like, oh, well, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, you need to come to Dallas, girl, because we got it going over here. <laughs> I'm dead, yo. I really do want to. Yeah. Yeah, I actually went to the masjid today, <laughs> and um, they were telling me they're doing they're going to be doing iftar that at the masjid so cool. this year. Yes, they're going to do a COVID safe iftar, and he was like, "It's going to we're going to do it two nights a week." And I'm like, "Oh my god, you know, Subhanallah!" So they're going to try to do it as safe as possible. But you know, we ha- we have a lot of Muslims here. I'm, I'm sure you guys are aware that we have a large Muslim community. But I'm I'm excited. I, I'm with you, Zahra. Like. I love going and getting other people's food from the masjid. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, since a kid, one of my top things to eat is pakoras. Do you hear me? Yeah. The potato ones. Like, I yeah, yeah. search them down every year mm-hmm. until I get some. And then some of that pink milk. Yes. <laughs> you have to have dango aunties. Yes. <laughs> The no. pink milk, let me tell you, and sambusas, not yes. samosa, sambusas. Okay, exactly. You hear me? Oh my god, with that strong like hawash taste and the onions in it. Oh my exactly. god. I they eat different though. Mid prayer, we have a little break. I'm telling you, this is hit differently. I well, love, yes. I love those little balls me. too. Like those little it's called ligimats, like those little balls and it's covered in syrup. Oh yes. Those are really I forgot good. the name of it. Um I think it's called Bursalid. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's kind of dumplings. Like like Bursalid. Yeah. Like it's like these I don't think saying it. It's like ligimat, that's what they're called. I know exactly what you're talking about. Girl, I break those things up in my rice sometimes. Let me tell you. There's, oh my God. I know people are like, that's disgusting, but I love it. It tastes so good. (laughs) (laughs) Even me, like my family, we, girl, I love me some black food. Girl, we get some ribs and some macaroni and cheese. You guys have such good food, though. You guys are very lucky. If you see the Beria tacos in the UK, you will cry because... Even like that consomme doesn't look right. Like I see it on TikTok all the time. I'm like, I need to get that. I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I need to fly to the States and kind of like get some good food. Oh yeah. You got to come to Texas. You know, I mean, we have a lot of Tex-Mex here. The Texas propaganda is going straight. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's so strong right now. You know, they say Texas, Texas, like, you know how Texas is always trying to secede, you know, from the rest of the United States. But, um, you know, Texas, like we're the proudest people in this whole country. We have, we like carry our flags on our cars proudly. Every home has like a flag waving. Okay. We're so, Y'all we're ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Yes. I want to go to Austin, Texas. Yeah. And, Dallas, and, and I didn't even realize it until you said something that I keep talking about Texas. That's what's crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. Please keep going. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you got me wanting to visit Texas. Wow. Yes, you should. I can take you to get a brisket sandwich. Inshallah. <laughs> Inshallah. We have your contact details. We're going to let you yes. know where we're, in, we're in Dallas area. Yes, please do. Inshallah. We can take y'all around. You'll go, you'll be prepared because you'll go back like 10 pounds heavier because the food is so good. Yeah. Oh my, gosh, my parents would love that. I think they would book me a flight. If, <laughs> it's not rich, true. <laughs> they would literally pay for my flight. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So like, so now that we're like, you know, we're on the topic of Ramallah and things like that. So like, what are your current plans? Like, what do you guys have planned this year for Ramallah? Mm-hmm. And for me, 
honestly not much i probably inshallah just based on this conversation will yeah. purchase decorations <laughs> get into the spirit of everything I, yes. I i'm sold even like i the thing is i recognize the importance but i also didn't do it so i'm gonna practice what i preach and inshallah i'm gonna put on some decorations in preparation yes for do it um, yay <laughs> and then um but like other than that honestly um we don't really have too much planned out uh, i think here like the city we're going to lockdown again I don't know um, what that looks like for religious spaces. So I don't know if we're like doing taraweeh and mm-hmm. things like that. But what are you, do, you, do both of you guys have plans for what you're going to be doing this Ramadan? Anything yeah. exciting to look forward to? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to open up um, Ramadan actually with my with my in-laws, inshallah. So I'm really excited about that. I'm going to go visit. Um, and that's why we'll open up Ramadan there. But when we get back home, like, so this year I've been making this transition to like live simple live really simple so i've been like purging my entire home of things so i started with my clothes and i purged my clothes and this is going to sound crazy but i only kept seven of each thing so one for each day of the week so i only have seven dresses i have seven tops i don't even have seven pants anymore i have four pair of pants I have um, so seven of everything because I really want to live a more minimalistic life, inshallah. So I'm, I'm going to try to continue that into Ramadan when it comes to like my food, when it comes to just like consuming things and just live simple. So I'm trying to purge my house and get it ready and get it just go into Ramadan so I can feel I want to feel like this lightness when I go in. And um, and then, yeah, and I, I plan to. I plan to host this Ramadan. I'm going to try to do it in the most COVID safe way possible, but I want to host, inshallah, this Ramadan and outdoors if possible. So, yeah, that's what I'm planning for. And I just I have set my Ramadan goals. I'm going to keep them simple. I have two Ramadan goals and I'm going to keep those private, but that's it. And I'm just going to try to stick to simplicity because I think that's one of the ways that I can really accomplish more is just being as simple as possible and being easy on myself. So that's my plans. No, that sounds amazing. And I love that you have like two concrete goals. Oftentimes we go in like having so many things we want to accomplish and then we come out like doing like maybe not adopting like Mm. one, you know, because we're trying to like focus on so many. So I think it's great that you kind of set up what you want to do and may Allah make it easy for you uh, to kind of get those done. What about you, Sahara? What are... What are some things that you have planned? I think this Ramadan is a lot more different than a lot of Ramadans that I've had. Is because this is my last. Uh, it's my. It's, I'm still at university, so it's like my last term. So I have a lot of papers due. So I'm trying to figure it out a way. So I've been trying to think about how I'm gonna structure my days and stuff because I ha- I still have to cook and I have papers due and stuff. So I feel like I'm going to do more of prepping for my Ramadan way in advance, like, and freeze all my sambusas way in advance and stuff like that that could, like, you know, I can just put it in the oil. Um, what is another? I feel like I really need to read Quran. I feel like I got so comfortable with the idea of staying home to the point that I'm just legit on TikTok 10 hours a day and I don't do anything. So I'm trying to feel like maybe Something's watch exactly and i'm trying to watch like you know maybe like simple things like armas he usually has like these ramadan videos i don't know if he's doing it this year 
Um, yeah. And just, it's like 10, you know, just 10, 10 minutes or five minutes each. And then maybe read the, um, the secret of, uh, what's the name of that book? Secret, the secret something. The secret, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's the one that, um, Secrets of Divine Love. Yes. I have two oh. books in two books that I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about that one, and I'm also thinking about. Is that by Yasmin Magahe? I don't know. What it's called. No, it's, it's by. The... You know what? I'm literally gonna Google it right now. <laughs> I know. It's like a cute cover with like f- like a like a flower, a bunch of flowers it's around. Zakia, it. maybe. A Hilwa. Like I don't know what her first oh, name, but like the initial is like A yeah. Hilwa. Oh, um, okay. Yeah first i'm hearing of it so i have that book in mind and also the book that we're going to read during our abuan book club hey. i saw that a love promotional yeah. plug oh, here like, it's a good time to plug it <laughs> yes i saw that <laughs> now's a good time to plug it guys uh, everyone <laughs> we're running our second uh, abuan book club this year this year we're reading stories of the prophet so last year we did the seerah of the prophet muhammad sallallahu and this year we're doing another book stories of the prophet so it's all the all the prophets and it's by ibn kathir if you go to our instagram or our website you'll find the page that allows you to um sign up for the book club um and yeah so we'll be running it four weeks during ramadan and that one extra session two weeks after the end of ramadan because the book is just that long and we don't want to force people to read too much and maybe lose out on some parts of it so inshallah we'll be extending to one week after ramadan but yeah if you're interested in participating uh it'll be held over zoom and yeah, you can check it out on our website. I really love that idea, you guys. Um, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't read through the whole thing when I saw the posting, but you know, one of the things that I wanted to do was like refresh going and like learning about the prophets again, the prophets, um, peace be mm. upon them again, because I feel like I'm so rusty with some of the details. You learn this stuff as a kid, mm, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, uh, was was that him or was that him who did that? So exactly. you make me not now. I might switch out one of my Ramadan goals for this for this book club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we did it really. We did it last year, and we felt like it was so good. Um, we did the sira; it was really nice. Um, Istahil, who was one of our other uh, co-hosts, uh, was kind of summarizing each part that we read, just in case anyone didn't get to finish it. We kind of went over it. We all like were able to discuss it, and Wallahi, the sira of the Prophet. Um, so I said them if you haven't read it, like it's phenomenal. It was the book was the sealed nectar. So if anyone's listening, if you haven't read that, it's really like it. It's a really it's a great iman booster too. Like just reading about his life is was amazing. Uh, Ikran, how you for our listeners? How long is each each session? So people kind of get a little rough idea about how long Ooh, it'll take. Good point. Um, so inshallah, we decided to run them on Sundays, one thirty to two thirty Eastern Standard Time. This we tried our best to accommodate because last year we had like people in different time zones. So we tried our best to accommodate for all, almost most of them. Like if you're in the UAE, we tried, I think one thirty should be approximately after Taraweeh time, UK time. It should be like two hours before iftar time. So we tried our best to accommodate all the different time zones. Um, so it's one thirty to 2.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time on Sundays. They usually run an hour long. Um, 
it may run a little over the hour or a little less than the hour depending on how many people are talking and how many people are engaged so that's basically it we have the dates of the sessions on the website so um all the different dates that we'll be running and then which chapter which stories we're reading at each session so you can visit our website abuanchronicles.com forward slash book club i think or if you just go to the website there's a tab that um shows it to you um but yeah check it out if you're interested feel free to sign up and yeah that's i love this idea you guys i'm really going to consider switching out one of my goals now yeah <laughs> one of the two i'm not kidding i'm not kidding i was just talking to my husband i was like i need to refresh because <laughs> it's a shame but we were talking about um we were okay we i'm gonna tell you all this little story we were talking about going to jenna okay mm-hmm. <laughs> inshallah we all make it there so i'm like you know i said when i get to jenna inshallah i said i want to have a party i'm gonna have a really big party this is what i'm telling him here he goes rolling his eyes at me and i'm like i want to have a smashing party i said but i want my party to be located in the middle of the ocean so okay. everybody has That's to show up. Yes. <laughs> everybody has to show up to my party on an animal. But I said, yes. And I was like, on an animal. I was like, but no one can come into the party with a whale because that will be my animal. I'm the only one who can have a whale because I want the, the whale to shoot me out of his hole when I come as my entrance and I land and say, welcome. <laughs> I love this elaborate party. Yeah, okay. so I'm telling him that. And he was like, so he was like, you want a whale like the whale, like the prophet had, peace and blessings be upon him. I was like, yeah, like prophet. And then I couldn't recall which prophet. Okay. Yeah. Like, I was like, wait, you, I was like, you, Eunice, I was like, I was like, oh my God, no, I need to refresh. This is a shame, (laughs) a shame. There's no reason why I should have forgotten, like, which prophet was associated, subhanAllah, peace and blessings be upon them. So, yeah, so I think it might be a good idea for me to switch out. (laughs) (laughs) Run Ramadan and Juliet and show up to this book club on on Sundays as well. Inshallah, hey, listen, it's open. Feel free to join. You know where the link is. And the time is really good. Perfect Uh, time, alhamdulillah. Oh, I'm excited. Ramadan and Juliet, books, praying, thought away, all this good stuff. I'm excited. I know, I'm really excited too. It's really... We all need a spiritual yeah. cleanse. It honestly just felt like Ramadan was just yesterday for me. It just feels like really? it wasn't too long ago. It's been a whole year of this pen panoramic. I remember when I started like, you know, I mean, I started working on this business like two years ago. And it was right after Ramadan when I started two years ago. Like right after Ramadan is when I decided, OK, I'm going to do this. And here we are, two years later, like two Ramadans have passed, subhanAllah. It's only up from here. So quick. Inshallah. I'll give some, I'll just give some last notes to everyone, everyone who's listening. Do not be stressed out about this Ramadan. Do your best, you know. Whatever happened the previous year have happened. And it's only up from here. Because I feel like sometimes people feel like, or personally, even me too, I can't lie. (laughs) Like, sometimes when you haven't done well last Ramadan, you kind of put that guilt in yourself, thinking that, you know what, uh, shouldn't even bother, shouldn't even try it. Wallahi, just try it and do your very best. And just don't feel bad about it. If, if it's hard for people, uh, if it's hard for you to get back into the groove of Tarawih or even Tahajjud, 
just start with like a day and like if it works well to keep doing it if you feel like you have, if you need to have a break then you also allow to have a break so yes be patient so, with yourself exactly mm-hmm. and be forgiving sometimes it's kind of disheartening mm-hmm. but when you take like allah is so merciful like even if you go into ramadan with like the intention to do like 50 things even if you don't do them allah still rewards you as if you did it right so like there is still some goodness like because you really you, like you know you wanted to do it even though you maybe fell short so i think like that's another like another positive uh thing to take absolutely into and into on top to piggyback off of that you know one of the one of the stories of the prophet sallallahu is a man came to the prophet sallallahu and asked him what does the law love and he said prayer on time and then he said what does the law love and then again he said what else does he love and he said prayer on time and then he said it again what does what else does the law love and he said that which is done even if it's a little, but it's done consistently. So just be easy, like be easy on yourself. You don't need to do 50 things. That's a lot, you know, subhanAllah, pick one or two things and just be as consistent as you can because it's already hard to be consistent with one thing, you know? Exactly. So just be, for us to just be easy and, and, you know, Islam is easy. Our life should be easy as possible. Like be easier on yourself and enjoy Ramadan. You know, if you're not smiling every day, I know your stomach is not smiling, yeah. but <laughs> if you're not smiling and being joyful during Ramadan, like we're missing the point of it. You know, like yeah. we're supposed to be better during Ramadan. Like just because we're not having food, it shouldn't make us, you know, sad or like we should be better people during Ramadan, you know, than, yeah. than any of the other months in the year. So this just run with it subhanallah like i feel like it's a lot of like alhamdulillah i feel like a lot of muslim women are releasing like this ramadan content i know aisha Harun released like her ramadan vlogs and like other youtubers mm-hmm. so i feel like kind of check on there kind of like if you want to have a glimpse of stuff you can do that just don't be too hard on yourself and drink a lot of water don't forget about that <laughs> Yeah, so you don't they be walking your... around with chap lips or white <laughs> like that, <Dave> Chappelle. <laughs> Literally, stay hydrated. But before we wrap up, we wanted to go over and do fun facts Ooh. about ourselves. So Khadija, you 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 kick it off, and then okay. um, I'll think about some fun facts while you're while you're saying. Okay, fun facts. Um, so I guess one fun fact, well, I guess it's not really ironic because I'm from Texas, but I ride horses. I love horses wow. and I ride horses. I love, love, love them. Um, so yeah, anytime, so any city that I travel to that's new, I try and find a horse range there to go and ride horses in that city. Um, so I love horses. So my favorite place to go horseback riding right now is Minneapolis. They have a really nice horseback range there. And, um, yeah, the ride is like an hour, hour and a half long for like the basic ride. It's so pretty. And you're like, you're like riding by lakes. You're jumping creeks with your horse. So that's one fun fact about me. I'm country. So country. <laughs> I, and, um, I guess I'll give you one or two more. Another one is I, so although I'm like super into like feminine stuff and clearly my banners are like all pink and bold colors and flowers everywhere, but I am like so outdoorsy. So I love to go fishing and I love to crab. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think sometimes when people are like, oh, you're like into these girly things, then they just think you can't do these things. But mm-hmm. I know how to shoot guns. I know how to crab. I know oh, how to fish. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely meeting so, you up one yeah. day. <laughs> That's so American. So, yeah, I'm so pretty Texan, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would like to learn how to hunt. So that's my last one fact. Wow. Okay. Sahara, what about you? I don't really know any fun facts about me. Uh, I'm tall. You know, that's a fun fact. Um, (laughs) Okay. What do I do? I really don't know any fun facts about you know, I just want to say something to you. I swear on another episode, you were saying... I, 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 you don't identify as tall and you were yeah I feel like things has changed now you know I feel like I can identify it I feel safe enough to identify because I'm surrounded by short people so I feel like mm-hmm. I finally you know got courage um, how tall finally, are you Sahara? I'm only 5'10 so I'm not really that wow, tall wow mashallah that's cool yes she was um, in denial before. I was very that's much in I denial you know what people surround, like people around you are short, you kind of feel short yourself, you know? But I feel like now I'm around mm-hmm. with a lot of taller people. No offense to my friends. I love you guys. Go ahead, Ikran. This entire time I was trying to think of something funny about myself <laughs> and I honestly can't think of anything that I that is worth saying. Um, if you think, if you thought of something you think is not worth saying, that's what it is. Yeah, probably. No, I was going to say like my favorite color is red. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I don't think that's fun, but everyone knows my favorite color is red because I had like, I own I, like my car was red. What else? It's uh, cool. That's a cool fact because you know, there's there's like messages behind colors, you know, and it's usually oh, really? related to yeah. There's messages behind colors, so red it's supposed to be like bold and like a reflection okay. of like your personality, you know. Wow. Yes, I don't think it's bold, but I think that's a cool concept. I might just co-opt that um characteristic <laughs> maybe it's your internal characteristic maybe i like i i love red but i hate the sight of blood which maybe okay. this is a fun fact is mm-hmm. i hate blood mm-hmm. but i worked as a phlebotomist for a no while. way like, i was scared oh, yeah it, it's a very weird thing like i hate blood and i'm scared of needles but somehow some way i became a phlebotomist which involves collecting blood from people which is honestly the wildest thing like i like i if someone's injecting me or taking my blood like i can't stand the sight of it what's funny is i have the same issue because i'm a phlebotomist too really (laughs) wow okay yes and i hate i hate needles i hate them and i'm a phlebotomist you guys are the same person i'm dead like i think there's something i think like we just don't want to be on the receiving and this is me like when i was collecting blood like it's not gonna hurt relax and i cannot like if someone tries doing that to me like i just don't hear them like but at the same time i'm i'm the same one who's telling that to people so it's very interesting but wow okay i guess through my fact we're able to find something that we both do that's crazy and when so I haven't done it, I haven't done it in a while. I'm, I did it when I was in college, all through college, um, to kind of, you know, make a little bit of money. So I haven't done it in a while. I'm, I'm in my profession now, but, um, that's how I was. I was like, I hate getting stuck, but I can stick people like without Literally. a problem. <laughs> Me too. Me too. It was, I hate having my blood taken, but I can take blood. But yeah, I haven't done it either. I've mm-hmm. done it. For, I was doing it for a while, but mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I guess that is the end of our episode. Again, Khadija, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for hosting me. This is amazing. It's, uh, really, uh, the pleasure is ours. Aww, but again, just to kind of 
conclude. Um, again, Khadija's business is called Ramalan and Juliet. The link, um, purchase the banners will be in the description. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Support a Black Muslim-owned small businesses. Yes. You know, and yeah, and uh, if you want to continue the conversation, uh, please e- you can email us at abwanchronicles.com or follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Abwan Podcast on both. As well, you can check out uh, Khadija's Instagram page at Abwan. Uh, sorry. I was gonna say uh, Abwan. <laughs> I'm so used to saying it. Uh, <laughs> at Ramadan and Juliet. Check her out on Instagram. Absolutely. I'm gonna plug my plug my um, website one more time before we go. Yes. So I'm Ramadan and Juliet on all platforms. My website is www.ramadanandjuliet. That's Juliet with two T's. So Julie at Julie T T E. And then I'm on at Ramadan and Juliet on IG and on Instagram. Get your banners today. Order them so they can go into the mail. If you order them before 12 each day, they ship out um, typically the same day. So get your banners. And please, if y'all get banners, post pictures, tag us. I can't wait to see decorations from you, your friends and your dinners and your family. Or even if it's just you and your cat in your apartment. I want to see your pictures. I want to see you celebrate Ramadan. So Please post and let me see how you're enjoying yourself this Ramadan, inshallah. And thank you guys for hosting me. This was amazing. I had a ball. Thank you. You're welcome. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.